All right, how's everybody doing? Welcome back to You Don't Know Ball, episode 43. We're glad to have you back. And today, we're just going to chop it up about a lot of topics on our mind. You know, just a lot of things relevant right now. You know, we're getting ready for the start of the season. Still, you know, a couple months. You know, not a couple, but, you know, in between a couple months. And it's, you know, we're getting itchy. I'm, I'm getting tired of waiting for football, bro. I'm very excited. I am literally counting down the days until Bears training camp <laughs> on the... 27th of july so hey. that's when i got tickets i was trying to get more but they sold out very quick no that'll be awesome bro very quick but yeah no so we're gonna talk about just kind of like whatever we have on our mind we're most excited for for the season um right now you know something i was thinking about a lot today especially with the running back situation is kind of the raiders upcoming season a lot of variables there's rumblings about Devonte Adams not being happy. We don't know how Jimmy G is going to play. Josh Jacobs did not sign the franchise tag. This is Josh McDaniel's second head coaching stint, so there's a lot on his plate. And I feel like everything is either going to click year two or just kind of implode, and it's just going to be kind of like if it implodes, like the Raiders are back to square one, and I feel like they just keep going back to square one and like barely making any progress. And I think that also has to do with the fact that, like, they're a super competitive AFC. And their division is super competitive. So, it's kind of like they have not pressed, like, the full, like, restart button. No. They're they're stuck in the in-between land. And I think, you know, as we were saying before, I, I know you feel the same way. I'm excited about this offense, bro. The offense has got a lot of things you're excited about. You know, you like the tackle situation. You know, interior situation is not great. Again, Alex Barr, starting right guard, a little scary. You know, but again, hey, Dylan Parham, I like him. I think he'll make a jump this year. He started off the year really well last year, you know, yeah. end of the year not as well. Hey, look, I think a bounce back is, you know, due. Michael Mayer, I'm excited to see. You know, Josh Jacobs again. Interesting situation. But I'm assuming he'll we'll end up seeing him out there, you know, on the tender. Hopefully, you know, they figure things out. We know no long-term deal is coming, but hopefully we can see him again this year, uh, you know, come to defend that rushing record. Or not record, but the title. And then, but look, my thing is, bro, the defense, man. Defense is where things get scary. Well, because I'm going to acknowledge right off the bat, look, Duke Shelley had a huge jump last year. Yeah. Duke Shelley became a really, really good corner last year. And I got to give him, you know, that's credit where it's due. And then, you know, but everything else, look, Max Crosby too. I can't forget Max Crosby's a beast. We love Max Crosby. But then, you know, things get really scary. The linebacker situation, you know, you're looking at guys that are at the bottom yeah. end of the position group. Their defense is just... Uh... The safety situation. You know, I was really hyped for Trayvon Morrig coming out. Has not really panned out since coming out. And then Marcus Epps, uh, streaky. I would say, I'm just going to give him the streaky title. He makes plays, but then some plays he's nowhere to be found. That's not what you want to see from your safety. Uh, You know, especially like we said, in this competitive AFC, it's just, I think, this is what I was thinking, bro. And you tell me if I'm crazy, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to make a comparison to another sport. You know, I'm an analogy guy. I'm going to give you an analogy of what the Raiders feel like to me right now. You know how the Trailblazers used to feel a few years ago with Dame, and you're like, yeah, they they might be be like a fringe offs and uh-huh. maybe make like the seventh eighth seed, and they'll be kind of fun. But you're not like taking them seriously. That's exactly how I think the Raiders feel. But in my opinion, they don't have that Dame. Like, no, that's even, that, even Dame that. is Josh Jacobs at this point, and that's my thing is that's I, and that's you don't want your you don't want your Dame to be a running back. Yeah. So I that that's exactly why that I'm going to compare him to him. It's just, and this is just how I feel. But you know what I mean? Which just. At the end of the day, you're just not taking them that seriously. Like, they're kind of fun, but they're missing that X factor. Yeah, I don't know. I 
<sighs> I'm just not like between the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. Like the highest they finish to me is three. So it's kind of realistically, like, what are you like? Why? It's just weird because it's like, ah, uh, do you like? I don't. Like, what is the point of Devontae Adams being on that this, team, That's bro. what I was going to say next, bro. Like, let's be realistic for a sec. Look, Raiders fans are about to hate me, but let's be realistic. Devontae Adams was saying, like, you know, when, the, when this first happened and Derek Carr left. Do you remember what he was saying? It was stuff along the lines of, but I always wanted to be here. Like, I've always had a dream of being a Raider. Yada, yada. Hey, that might be true. But it, don't he, – again, you he could sit here and cap all he wants. It's the right thing to do. He doesn't want the fans to feel bad. It's not their fault the situation is the way it is now. But the reality situation is, bro, he went there because of Derek Carr. Yeah. And now Derek Carr's not there. You're telling me he wasn't scratching his head when that happened? Like, yeah, this uh, was probably a mistake. You know, if you could hear him and his family talking internally, there's probably – you know, like, this maybe wasn't the best decision. Yeah, yeah. this is going the way I wanted it to go. And it's like you could sit here and cap him all you want. That's the reality, bro. And so it's like and, – and if you're saying that behind the scenes – you're not going to be performing as well as you could on the field. We know Devontae, incredibly talented. I want to see Devontae performing his best. But if you're disgruntled, it's not good for anybody. Yeah, I don't... I don't know, bro. Like, I just don't... Like, because my thing is like... Because the Raiders just paid him all that money, too. So it's kind of like he's stuck there. But then at, at the end of the day, like... Obviously, as a player, you have to know, like... Changes happen and stuff, but like... You went there because of Derek Carr, and then within the first year, he's outed. So, like, how much confidence as a player does that give you that you're going to be – I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just don't, like – I don't understand the Raiders' direction. That's the Like, thing. I like Jacoby Myers. I do. I like Michael Mayer. I like the Raiders' draft, but, like, in going forward, like – I mean, the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos are going to be competitive for the next three, four years, and I don't see the Raiders doing anything. Dude, the Raiders, this is what it's going to start. I do believe. Look, next year the Raiders are going to have to go ham. I'm, I'm already talking about next year for Raiders. Forget yeah. it. I'm already talking because they're going to have to go ham and have one of those drafts where they just go like all defense for his five rounds, and you're like, all right, they're reloading. They because, have to. They have to stack the defense. I mean, you're going. Mahomes is going to dot that defense up. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, and that's the thing is you could, we, we, they could be better than everyone else in any, anywhere in the AFC. You're going to have to face Mahomes at some point. You're going to have to face, you get what I'm saying? And it's like, if you're facing them with that defense, I'm sorry. And any of the, you know, even if it's not Mahomes, any of the other up bunch of guys, they're going to dot that defense. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, what's your long-term answer at quarterback too? Because this that, team is not going to be bad enough where they're going to get like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to be picking top five. And this is the thing to that point. We could keep going with the Raiders. Yeah, like, yeah. with Devontae, like, by the time the quarterback situation is what it's supposed to be, he's, you think yeah. he's going to still be in – look, even if he was still somehow in it, performing in his prime when he's like 32, 33, 30, whatever, like, it, it's just it – just this, it, the timeline doesn't add up, at least for how I feel. Yeah. Again, I always acknowledge it. Could I be wrong? Could we be wrong? Sure. But, like – on paper, it just doesn't seem like the timeline's going to work out. It's just like you uh, – they did everything at, like, the wrong time. Like, if they would have timed this differently, it would have been fine. But it's just like if you knew Carr wasn't going to be your guy, like, what did McDaniels tell them going coming in? 
that's why, like, dude, this all goes back. Like, Derek Carr was vibing so well with Rich Passaccia. I feel like they, okay. Like, whole new culture change. Now that I'm thinking about it, they had to make the trade up for the quarterback this year. No, yeah. They had they, to. No, it had to be one of those guys. It, it had to. It, that's why everyone thought they were going to. And it's like, again, now you're sitting here and you're like, the Raiders could have been threatening. But, you know, it's just. There's a lot of things you could say, and you could be like, well, Jimmy G's, you know, if the, everything works well, he's proven he can take a team far. In the, whatever. Like, the Raiders right now are not what the Niners were. And that's just how I feel. Like, you know, I'm sorry. That, that That's just the reality of the situation. The Raiders are a, weird, a very weird team. Yeah. I don't know really how much time we can spend on the Raiders because they, they do have so many question marks. So let's move on to Sam Howell and the Commanders. Um, hey. I think – like this is probably one of the in my opinion like i'm very excited to see them just because like i've always really like commanders have been my like second team really since rg3 and you know uh, eric b is like truly going to be able to show like what he can do without mahomes and the other thing too is like i like sam howell and the receiving core is good. Their offensive line is decent. They have a – I don't love, like, particularly any one of the running backs, but their room isn't bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a nice unit. By. Yeah. So, like, I could totally see this team being, like, having, like, a really – actually, like, a pretty good year offensively. They're, like they, – they are by far one of the teams in line to be the biggest surprise. They could sure. be a surprise. They could be a very big surprise. I just think, like – because who's who's Jacoby Brissett the backup? I think. I think yes, like, I do believe this team has to like if, if this team like does somewhat well. I feel like if you put the right quarter like a quarterback in like okay let's let's say they have a great year, but Sam Howell is obviously not the guy. Do you trade up to try to get a quarterback or do you go to the veteran route? Because because all these guys on the D line, Payne, I think Sweat. And then, I don't know, I can't remember, but I, all I know is, like, most of our defensive guys have already gotten paid. No, yes. So, it's like, and McLaurin's paid. Dotson, depending on how he does well, like, is going to be coming up in a, like, I think. He, he, he'll be looking at that extension in, like, right, Basically, years. what I'm saying is, like, with a veteran quarterback, it's like, you're going to be strapped for cash. Right. And it's like. I don't know, like if that's the move. No, that's like that's why. But it kind of feels like you have to do that with this team. The Commanders are in such an odd position. Where, and again, this is I'll, I'll give you another thing that I don't that I like kind of rubs me the wrong way about the team right now. Is let's say Sam Howell is the guy, right? Again, like that whole situation. Well, the tackles, solid tackle situation, but they're both getting older, and it's like you have an aging tackle situation. I guess you could maybe you know kick Sam Cosby back out. I don't really know what the plan would be with that. I think again, and they're also just a really elite tight end away from. They they really could have been, you know, if they and they if Sam Howell is a good quarterback and he performs well, they there still would be a good offense. I think they're just one tight away, you know, a tight end away from being like a great offense if Sam Howell could step in. Who, who do you like? Do you think they should have went and got a tight end in the draft? I don't, honestly, I'll admit I'm a little surprised they did it. But hey, they addressed other needs. And at the end of the day, I do think you know when you look at the Commanders, they're one of the more well built teams. Like we've been saying, they are like they have a well built roster. They don't really not acknowledge a lot of positions. They try to acknowledge every position. 
you know, obviously, Jameen Davis hasn't panned out the way you would have liked exactly. He's not, but he's not a terrible player. He's a very solid player uh, in the interior, you know, linebacker. So they address every position through the draft. They, you know, and, and they build the team. And that's why I got to give him credit. And I also say, Cam Curl is like top five, top three, almost uh, most underrated players in the whole league. Yeah. Shots to Cam Curl. Yeah, I mean, this team is, you know, commanders. We got some love for the commanders. Yeah. Um. It's sad, bro, because, like, especially with the new ownership coming in, it's just, like, I would really like the Commanders to be good. And you truly don't know how well, like, that rest of the division is going to be good for. Like, Dallas is definitely going to be good. Philadelphia is definitely going to be good. But it's, like, how good I, – I don't believe in the Giants long-term. Especially if, if Saquon's not back, which – We'll talk about the running back stuff later, but it's like, I think that actually decreases Daniel Jones' value. And like... Oh, it definitely does. I don't know. Like, I just... It's like another situation, like, with kind of the Raiders. is like, they're just not good enough to compete in their division. But the NFC is a lot weaker. But it's just like with Sam Howell, I just don't know. I don't know. No, yeah. it it This season hinges on him, for sure. 100%. Um, Yeah, do you want to move into Tua? Let's get it. Bro, so here's the thing with Tua, like, second year in Mike McDaniel's offense. And does Tyreek Hill, like, change one year from one year? Like, he was he was really, really, really good last year. So it's kind of like, I don't know if, like, one year is going to, like, really determine. Like, I don't see, like, a massive downturn from him this year. No, for sure. He talks about getting a 2,000-yard season. I would love to see that. That would be gas. Um, I with, did see that, too. With that being said, um, I don't Tua, – Tua, in my opinion, like, I think a lot of people hate on Tua much more than it needs to be hated on. Like, I think, like – he was injured a lot last year. First year as a head coach, Mike McDaniel. And my thing is, like, when Tua was playing, like, he was playing good. Like, he was running the offense. Like, Tua, in my opinion, better than Brock Purdy. Better than, I would say, probably anybody that's played in that Shanahan offense on the 49ers. Like, you and Alex Smith, okay. Well, Alex Smith, I don't think, was there. No, no, he was with, he was with Andy Reid by the time Shanahan got there, I believe. But it's like... I mean, would you take Brock Purdy over Tua? Would if you I, take Jimmy G if over you Tua? you guaranteed me that Tua was going to be healthy for the rest of his career, I would take Tua. Okay. That's the only thing that, that, that worried me. Yeah, I agree. Would you rather take Debo Samuel or Tyreek Hill? You know the answer to that. Brandon Ayuk or Jalen Waddle? You know the answer to that one. And okay. I love Brandon Ayuk, too. There's respect to Brandon Ayuk, but I got to take Jalen Waddle's ceiling. And let's say... Davin Cook goes there. See, at that point, that running back room was actually just disgusting. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Tua is set up, if he remains healthy, to have an MVP-like year. Like, tell me tell me why he can't. If you could see, imagine Tua winning the MVP, haters would be so fucking sick. I'm glad. I'm glad. He is... <sighs> he... Bro, it's just like... It's so funny because, like, 
I'm sorry. I'm just trying to formulate like my thoughts on this because so many people are like so critical of him, and it's like, dude was dealing with concussions. It's not like he had like a broken finger or something like something that affects his brain, his processing, like his mental speed. And it's like they're in another situation, the AFC, where it's 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 a tough division. You have the Bills. Obviously, the Patriots really aren't going to be competing. I mean, yeah, we talk about fringe teams. They're fringe still in teams. that. They're still in that category. But yeah, like they're they're just they're like the Trailblazers. That Trailblazers analogy. But it's like the Jets. Like the Jets are kind of like that two three because I think it's really the Bills or the Dolphins division. No, for sure. I just if, again, it's the Dolphins division if Tuesday's healthy. Yeah, this is and, another and, contingency and, situation. And I think this will help just because of like. It's obviously like a lot of these awards are optics. They have Vic Fangio. If that defense steps up and gets them like two, three more wins, Yo. people are going to be like, Tua took the do- blah, 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 like coming off of these concussions. Like they're going to have a higher, they're going to have a better record. And it's like he's good, even if he performs just like one step ahead of where he was last year, but they pick up like an extra two, three wins because of the defense. You're telling me that's not like an MVP campaign? No, how about this, too? I'll say you talk about something. You, you got a good shot at a real good shot. You probably wouldn't have a ton of, like, a real good shot putting your money in for MVP. I think you'd have a real good shot for comeback player of the year, though. Yeah. Like, almost like the floor for this year if you can stay healthy. Yeah, I I don't know. I think people are too critical of Tua. But well, actually, I'm capping. What? Because well, DeMar Hamlin comes back this year. So it's like, never mind. That actually is not think, even true, I don't think. Do you think he's just like a shoo-in to win the award? If we're going to be realistic for a sec, like, Tua would have been a shoe in, like, any other year. But, like, you know what I mean. Like, and we are – that's just going to have to be who it's going to go to. I mean, if you come back from literally, like, legally dying, you're going to play football again. I mean, it's yeah. got to go to you. So, yeah, Tua, unfortunately, is just out on this one. But I think we can surely put him in second place. Oh, for comeback? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, lock, he's locked in on second all year. DeMar Hamlin's locked in for number one. So, yeah, I guess don't put your money on that one. But regardless, hey, two for MVP. I'm with you, bro. I mean, with that, I'm not odds, with you that it's like... certain. I'm not with you that it's even a good shot. But I'm with you that hey, it's possible. And more than anything, I want to talk about this because it's like, okay, go ahead. Where where did the narrative come from? Like, where did this two a hatred narrative even start? Because I've always really kind of wondered when this even happened. Because a lot of quarterbacks aren't very good at their first year, and we obviously know two has had that. He has the whole turn the ball over, but. I, but when they start performing good, normally people kind of get off that train. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really understand Tua hate. I, I, I'm i a little confused, to be honest. So I'm looking up Tua right now, just like his game log. And like, obviously, like, I think a lot of people also have a bad taste in their mouth um, still from like the Brian Flores years. Like, but that's the thing. Like, all, look, here's what I'm going to say too. all the people on the Dolphins roster that came out with something negative to say about him. Not a lot of people came out to say something negative about Tua. Tua seems like a great that's, teammate. Like, that's what if, if, if nobody said anything negative about Brian Flores, it was one of the situations where people were riding for him, yada, yada. Yeah. I would have been like, okay. That would have felt the same way. That's why I never hopped on that same train about that. Yeah. Because it seemed like the narrative about from a lot of people in the roster and the organization was kind of like, I'm happy he's not here anymore. Yeah. I And, like, that's the thing is, like, I don't know how long it's going to be before he gets another head coaching job. Like, Mike McDaniel is way more set up to, like, nurture a quarterback like Tua. No, and you just feel it when you see the connection and stuff. It just it, it works. That connection just works. Right. Not anything wrong, with Brian Flores. That just didn't. It just didn't work. No, I think he's a great DC. I don't know about like nurturing a young quarterback though. Mm-hmm. Just like the Patriot way, we see how it's going with Mac Jones right now. But 
Justin Fields' development and the Bears possibly winning the NFC North. Now, let me get this out of the way. I don't think they're going to win the NFC North. I think it's going to be the Lions. Um, but I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Bears. I think they're one of the most improved teams after this offseason. Um, obviously, Justin, like, obviously everything hinges on the passing game. Um, but it's like, I don't, like, it's the classic, like, oh, they were horrible last year, so they might be better, but they won't make that big of a jump. But it's like, why? Like, most teams that are bad, like, here's here's what I'll say. The way of rebuilding has, like, really changed. Like, from, I think, like, an optic standpoint is, like, I feel like owners and GMs were scared to, like, completely tear down their team because they don't want to look like the worst team in the league. They don't want to be the worst guys, right? I feel like recently you've seen teams way more willing to just get rid of everybody so they can start the rebuild like right now. And I think that's what the Bears did, and I think they got better. I think the Bears are where the Lions were last year. I feel like it's yeah. we're one year behind. So I, I you know, I think Justin Fields could win like I mean, he's a dark horse for the MVP. I mean, really think about it like without Justin, did they win even three games last year? I don't think so. Definitely no. Definitely not. Dude, I got a lot of good things to say. For you, you know, I've been I've been rocking with you guys here this offseason. I got a lot of things to say about the Bears. I'm gonna keep it up. But like, the more you look at it, the more you realize. All right, like, look, the on situation again. Maybe the weakest part of the team, and that's fine though, because you have good pieces on the D line, right? right? It's like okay, you know, Demarcus Walker, solid piece. Andrew Billings, a solid piece. Again, you know, you got like Justin Jones, not as very exciting. Travis Gibson, it's, it, it is what it is. But other than that, I'll say Kyler Gordon. We, we know he didn't play like a good corner last year. I think he can make a huge jump. We know corners sometimes go from playing like garbage that rookie year yeah. to like where you're like, wow. I think that's what we were drafting. Longer to develop too. No, exactly. So it's like Kyler Gordon steps up and Jalen Johnson, that could be a really nice cornerback duo. We love the safety duo. I love Jaquan Brisker. I think he's in line for a huge jump this year. And then, like, you already know how I feel about the O-line, the receiving core. Justin Fields. Last thing I really say, because I've guys said a lot about the Bears offseason. I'll, I'll let you go back and say more. But my thing is, bro, Justin Fields has probably, I'm thinking about this, like, who has the most pressure on them this year? It actually might be Justin. Because I've thought, where I keep saying, like, oh, he has the most pressure, he has the most pressure. I've been thinking, right, Justin's the guy who the Bears just skipped on the first pick. They're like, yeah, you're the guy. Yeah. I'm not going to take Bryce Young. You're the guy. Yeah. So that is already on your shoulders. They drafted you tackle. They could have literally went the route of starting a whole new contract. So you already, you already have that weight on your shoulders knowing you have to be the guy, because then they're screwed if you're not. And they give you this whole really good O-line unit. They gave you this really solid receiving core. They gave you a really nice running back room. The defense stepping up. Whereas now, it, there's no more excuses, really. Like, Justin no. has to perform. And if Justin doesn't perform, like I want to acknowledge, that Justin's kind of in that same – like, I don't want to say that Tua category, but he, he has is, a lot of haters. He, is, he, is, he has no. a ton of haters. He, and, and it's like, that's just going to be – so much worse if he doesn't have an explosive year because he's got to shut those haters up. It's kind of it's got to be that shut that like how Tua was doing before he got injured. Yeah, it's got to be that same vibe. It it does have to be like I'm not here like just to like blindly defend Justin. Like my thing is like at the end of the day like he has to step it up in the passing game. But I will say this is like weapons are improved. You know this has been the talk of the whole offseason. Everyone calls him like a running back. Like bro, like he was a passer at Ohio State. So like to say that is ignorant because like. He was doing what he had to do last year. But you can tell, like, when people, like, actually are watching the games and stuff like that. It's just, like, to say that, like, he can't pass the ball is stupid. 
regardless if he does it well or not is a different story but like he definitely has the capability i mean like he's probably got one i i would say i would say comfortably he's got one of the better deep balls in the league for sure no that that's the thing is we just now we just got to see it get more consistent but if we if see the the play calling get more consistent yeah i i honestly think like at the end of the year um luke getsy was kind of told to like yo just phone it in like we're so close to like a top no, pick, like of course, and they would never tell. Th- that stuff's never gonna be talked about publicly. No, but if we're being realistic, I just yeah, I don't know. NFC North Bears could they possibly become second in the division? I listen. I don't think the Packers are. I don't think the Packers are gonna be horrible, but I don't. I definitely don't see them like. Hopefully, I don't see them like finishing above the Bears. Like you have a guy who's taken eighty snaps. In the NFL, like, you're banking on all that to be better than a quarterback who has two years of experience now? No, right. Well, you get, you know, I, you know, I'm higher on the Packers than most people, but I do agree the Bears will be better this year. Let's stay in the NFC North. Let's talk about the Vikings quarterback situation. A. So, Kirk Cousins is not... They're not talking about contract extension with Kirk Cousins. Their backup is Nick Mullins. And you know what? I was thinking about this earlier today, Dobbs. I'm back in on Trey Lance. To the, to the Vikings? Well, just in general. And But the, the reason I bring that up is because of the Vikings talk. The Vikings trade talk. Trey Lance is super young. Played almost no time in the NFL. Was injured. Okay. If I remember right, Matt Ryan like struggled in the first year of the Shanahan offense. Yeah, no, it for sure it wasn't like I don't think it was like an atrocious struggle, but yeah, no, where it wasn't again, he was never playing like MVP Matt Ryan. So my thing is like you get a guy who doesn't have that much college experience, you throw him in probably one of the most complex offenses in the league, and you just expect him to perform. The kid was taken like number three for a reason. So my thing is like I. First off, think the 49ers are stupid for giving up on him just because they think Purdy is like more football ready. Like, okay, yeah, that's the case, but imagine what you could have with Trey Lance. And it's just like, okay, now getting back to the Vikings, like having someone like that in like a McVay like system with like Kevin O'Connell, I think would completely change like the offense. Because if you think about it, you get Cousins out there, you get Trey Lance in there, you have a a, a solid O-line. I'm, top, I'm a fan. Top five, top seven tight end. The best receiver in football and possibly one of the best number twos in football. I mean, literally who could right be, out the gate. Like, you would be throwing him into the most perfect situation. And I don't see how, like, Trey Lance doesn't end up on the Vikings. Like, it is literally, like, on a silver platter. No, and I mean, like, if you – and I'm going to say this. This is, uh, this is a clip right here because Vikings fans are going to cheese. But it's true. You put uh, Trey Lance on the Vikings tomorrow. Yeah, they have never. No, I can't say that because they had the Brett Favre era. They've had some really good teams, but you get arguably one of the biggest. And I can't discard the old teams either. But I'll say over the last 15, 20 years, the Vikings Super Bowl window has arguably never been bigger. Like you put Trey Lance in this offense, the Super Bowl window. Yeah, it's it's like this right now. Like it's like you're letting the slightest night breeze in. You would literally shaft that bitch all the way open, like right, right like all the way open again. Because, and you know, I'll say it again, bro. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Addison, like I said, when it was the pre-draft process, 
he's a just a pure receiving talent. Runs every route like it's his last route. That's yeah. my number one thing about him. And I know someone else who runs like that on this offense, Jay Jettas. It's the perfect mentor for him. I mean, you, I literally couldn't think of a better situation for Addison. Yeah. Uh, this, the O-line's great unit. Uh, Christian Derrishaw is going to be such a beast for a long period of time. <laughs> and it's just the defense, too. You have really good pieces on the defense. Yeah. I love Daniel Hunter, one of the most underrated players in the league. Marcus Davenport, if he can stay healthy, that's going to be a ferocious rushing duo. Trey Lance, there would be tons of fun. And I, again, I'm a Saints fan. I shouldn't be saying that. But Trey Lance, the Vikings, is fun enough. I, I'm here for it. Let's rock. Like, yeah. it, it would shake the league up. Well, another thing that I was thinking about, too, is you could probably get Trey Lance, if you got him there and didn't play him this year, to sign, like, an extension for pretty cheap. Like, kind of like what like Jordan the loved perfect, it. No, I was going to say, you, you literally getting, like, where you're the ones finessing. Yeah. You're finessing the talent versus the talent finessing you. Yeah, bro. Like, the more I think about this, like – he has to wind up in a situation like this. Because oh, this a little off topic, but I just want to bring it because you said it, it's so true. And I was, I think it was like three weeks ago. Yeah. Randomly though, because it showed up on like one of my old like things where I, like for like things you've watched, like rewatch it, and it was like a snap for snap like North Dakota State like Trey Lance, like yeah. just like his like old college tape. Yeah, dude, he was. I know again, it was against obviously different like a different competition level, but it's like yeah, that's a different athlete. Like just like the just the way he strides, like the yeah, deep yeah. ball's real pretty all the time, like. He's got it for sure. Now it's just a matter of like really honing it in and actually getting some reps. The man has been literally voided out his reps. Yeah. He's got the name too. We're going to jump into the Jets. Um, just kind of their upcoming season, the Hard Knocks. And me and Dobbs are uh, co-managing like this dynasty team that we <laughs> found with <laughs> randoms on Reddit. And uh, we got the 11th pick. We took T-Law. And then on the come around, we took Garrett Wilson with our second pick. So... You know, we're really hoping he does well this year. And hopefully Aaron Rodgers feeds him quite a bit. But ho- the for, I'm hoping for one of my personal fantasy teams, too. I know the YDK League, bro. I gotta, I just got to eat in that league, too. The only thing that scares me about Garrett Wilson is, like, it has nothing to do with, like, Garrett Wilson himself. But it's just, like, that Jets receiver room, um, uh, credit to the Jets, is very deep. Very deep. Not only are they very deep, I think that's another thing I want to touch on, which is why I think that they'll, like I say, I, I gas them so much. I love the, what they are doing. Yeah. Right? You have a lot of different things going on. You got your all around, just jump ball, like dominant physical receiver. You got Garrett Wilson, right? Yeah. Okay, you got your speedster, your seam buster. Your, you, you got you got Miko Hardman. You got your guy for something deep and quick. You got Alan Lazard, just huge target. Just huge target. I need, if I'm going deep third down, if I get a one on one and I get you on. On a, on a small slot corner or something, I know I can target him. Yeah. It's like, and then Tyler Conklin, just possession tight end. Like, same same concept. Post yeah. up a, post up a slot corner, get your body in front of him. I'm going to toss you in third and short. Like, they have everything. That's why I, I love this offense so much. And then the running back room is just. Oh, the running back room is nasty. The running back room is exactly what you want. It, it's actually Saints circa 2018, which is why I love it so much. Yeah, I. Uh... I, I honestly think Rodgers could be here for like I think he's I think he'll play next year. I think there's a chance he also stays for next year after that. For if they I think it does hinge on how well this this year's got to be you, you got to see at least a playoff one I feel oh, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you I'm actually so a lot of people wanted like obviously a lot of people is biased because it's like I'm talking with Bears fans like just friends we're from, you know, the Chicago suburbs. I'm excited to see them on Hard Knocks. I really am because it's like, tell me a team with like more pressure. 
Really, like, tell me a team with more pressure. Like, they have a small window with Rodgers. No, and they kind of went all in on this window. They really did. I mean, they didn't trade, like, a ton of draft capital. Like, not a ton, but it's kind of just, like, the team is built to win, like, right we at this We talked about that situation right where, yeah, if, if, if this doesn't work, then you're, all the guys that need to get paid yeah. are going to take away from being able to pay the QB. You're not going to have the draft pick necessarily to go in and get no. that young number one guy you want. Yeah, that's what this timeline, same thing as a lot of teams we talked about. It's the win now. It has to be. A lot of teams are in the same mode right now, which is why the league has never been more competitive, in my opinion, from what we've, in my lifetime than what I've been seeing over these past two or three years. Oh, yeah. The AFC has so many teams that can compete in the playoffs. It's actually insane. And it's like you have like – I saw this question on Rich Eisen. It's like what what um, division, NFC and AFC, has more Super Bowl contenders, the East or the West? So the AFC East and the NFC East or the NFC West and the AFC West? See, it's tough. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I lean West. Yeah. But I like, think I lean West just because, like, the Chiefs are, like, a yeah, like a for sure. That's literally what tips it, bro. Is you're, like, because you, I, I, it's, like, I have to lean with the But the, the East, you have three teams. The Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills. And then in the NFC, you have the Cowboys and the Eagles. It's, That's it, five. It is crazy. But the Eagles are just as likely to strike as we've been saying. I mean, the Eagles are a few bad snaps being the team that was hoisting it. We're talking about the Eagles being Super Bowl champ. So, also, yeah, like, I mean. Here's another thing that, like, people don't talk about really with the Eagles. And we'll, then we'll get back to the Jets. But they were really close to, like, trading for Russell Wilson to, like, step in front of Hurts. So, it's like, yes, Hurts had a great year. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take that away from him. But it's like, how much are you counting on him repeating that? Well, again, and like we say, once you get paid, it's much harder. We don't think we're going to see the uh, immediate impact as much as this year, but yeah. over the next few years, we're going to see it. Where again, Jalen Hurts, we know is a really talented guy. Very if talented. he's the if he's the the guy, like one of the the guys in the league, yeah, they're going to still keep winning even when the people aren't getting paid as much around him. But we're not going to be able to see that for the next few years. So like, that's why, we, like we say right now, the Eagles are still right in line to go strike for that Super Bowl. Yeah, because right I, now things are still pretty perfect. As they you, have to, especially with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. But back to the Jets, I. Uh, I don't know. I, I the thing is like, also it's like I think they have the right coach there for all of this. Like I think he's really I think Salah's good enough to like contain like all the personalities there. I don't know, man. It's just like the Jets kind of feel like the Lions. Like it's like they just haven't done it. But see, but see, like they do. Okay, I would actually equate the Jets more to the Bears, because the Jets have been like more recently competitive, and like the Bears have kind of have that feeling. But it's just I would like, agree with that. It's just like they both haven't been able to get the quarterback position right, like all that bullshit. They've had like really good defenses sometimes. But it's just like I would I'm not opposed to seeing the Jets do well this year. I think hard knocks, they're an interesting choice because like especially with all the media stuff around Rodgers, like you get to kind of see him like behind the scenes, like gelling with a new team for the first time in twenty years, you know. Not maybe not twenty exactly, but you know what I'm saying? Like a long time. No, for sure. That's why I'm excited. I you know, I I'm kind of indifferent on Hard Knocks, where I don't necessarily love it as much as I feel like a lot of football fans do. Okay. Like, and that, let me let me preface, because that sounds bad. It's just more the last couple teams I think they've selected where I just haven't been vibing with it as much. Okay. If that, but I think this will kind of bring, like, reel me back in. I'm excited for this one. I really like the Lions one last year, but that's just because it's a divisional uh, rival. Um, but yeah, no, the Jets, the Jets, um, I think, can have a better year than the Bills. 
personally. I think the Dolphins will win the East, but I think I'll say I just I think it's gonna be it's like a dice roll. I look yeah. at it more like just like a dice roll. I can I, see any like the healthiest anyone. the healthiest team in the East wins. Yeah, minus the, the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> if I say somehow, could you imagine we tur- turn back around, bro? In like five months, we're gonna have to talk about the Patriots like sitting at like twelve Mac and five. Body, that would be that would be fucked. Yeah. I would say that has about a seven percent chance of happening. Well, I'm gonna bank happened, on that not being the case. I wonder what happened with their cornerback. Didn't he get like arrested for having like a firearm at the airport or something? Yeah, like no, that? and he's a good player too. Jack Jones, dude. Jack Jones, a real solid <laughs> player. Actually, he's more than solid. He's a good player. They said Ja Jones. Stop. <laughs> he. That's what he's gonna change his name to next year. He. Sh- yeah, I don't know. I. That's. I. I haven't heard anything. They buried that story. Low key. They buried it. But all right, let's move over to. You know, this content's been kind of blowing up on our page. I wanted to like address it. The NFC West: 49ers versus Seahawks. Okay, there was a clip that came out <laughs> where I said top three seeds in the NFC: the Seahawks, the, four, uh, the Seahawks, the Eagles, and the Lions. Obviously, the 49ers are the favorite to win the NFC West. I know that. Dobbs also knows it. The sneezes are coming. I'm allergic to bullshit. So we, we- <laughs> <laughs> bro. First off, it was a take. And we all know every single year, every single year, things happen in the NFL that we were not expecting. And the Seahawks aren't even a bad team. They got better at every, they got better everywhere this offseason. So I don't think it's like so crazy to say that they actually at least have a chance to win the NFC West. And here's my thing. The 49ers don't have a quarterback. I don't know why they think like one year like of that happening with Brock Purdy means that's what's going to happen the rest of the rest of the time there. Like there's no guarantee he he was the last pick in the draft for a reason. He was. So it's like I'm not saying the 49ers won't win the division. They probably will. But there is a chance the Seahawks win the division. Well, no, absolutely. And I want to say, bro, you know, the way we talked about it, it was very, I think and also, Han, just before you go, the so many people who don't understand how seeding works in the NFL is insane. People were like, what about the Cowboys? What about the 49ers? Bro, if you win your division and you if you don't win your division, the highest seed you could be then is a five. That's it. That's as high as you can be. All right, so my thing is, bro, you would think, though, by the way people are commenting on this post, that we hopped in there and said, the Niners are garbage. Yeah, the yeah. Seahawks are king. Like, fuck this. Like, they're taking over, like, the West. We didn't say anything of the sort. I no. feel like we were really objective about the situation. Again, honest, the Seahawks got a lot better. They already surprised us last year. That's the point where they, anything. They were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league last year. And also, they're acting like the season's already done. Well, And it's like, and all the guys that, are, that were young that came in and they're already playing really good, they're all premium positions, basically. Corners, tackles. If they all make another big jump, they're the most important positions on the field. So, yeah, that's where it comes from. Nobody's ma- we're, we're, let me be clear, we're not making any guarantees. However, what I am guaranteeing at this point is that too many of y'all are disrespecting the Seahawks because this is getting out of hand. Like, people thought they were going to be a 3-4 win team last year. They made the playoffs. I'll admit, I was in this boat. I was slandering the Seahawks train uh, the whole direction of what they were doing. They surprised the shit out of me and a lot of people. And now that's why I got to defend them. Man, 
I guess he, the Seahawks got a lot of haters at the end of the day, I guess, more than anything. Okay, let me say this, too. Andy Reid didn't win a Super Bowl until he got Patrick Mahomes. Probably one of the best play callers of the last 10 years. Shanahan, great play caller. One of the best in the league. Andy Reid couldn't get it done until he had Patrick Mahomes. So please tell me why you think. I mean, Patrick Reed, or uh, Andy Reid got to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. Now I will say he is better than Jimmy G. Like that's I don't think that's really an argument. Oh, right, right. But my thing is like, I just you gotta have the quarterback, man. You gotta have it. It's not like the early two thousands anymore. It's like you have so so many talented quarterbacks that it's like when you get in those shootouts, like you can't miss that throw anymore. Well, and it's like I can we can name a lot of quarterbacks that have a couple good years, but that doesn't mean it's always going to continue. I could go no. on for name a bunch of them. I'm not going. I'm not even going to. I'm not even get started because I don't want to compare Brock Purdy to anybody. But the point is, is that that could happen. Yeah, and that's why again, I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen. No, but is it? That's the whole point. Is we're just addressing the situation objectively. That's what I think everybody's got to start to understand here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see. I don't really want to talk about it much more because there's really not much to talk about because the year hasn't began. It's July. Everything is an if. And yeah, people exactly. seem to think that the, the season is already over and they know exactly what's going to happen. If we sat up here and told you the 49ers are going to win and then they don't win, we look stupid. So why would we not give you other opportunities? And when you really look at it, let's because think about it. Truly, if the Seahawks win the NFC West, the Lions would win the North, the Seahawks would win the West, the Eagles or Cowboys would win the East, and then the South? Falcons, NOLA, like, maybe the Panthers? Like, the whole point of that video was to show how weird the NFC playoffs are going to be. And people just, they took it way out of context where, like, how could you not include the 49ers? Bro, they're still in the playoffs. It's just they didn't win their division. Like, that's the whole point of it. It's the whole point is, like, the NFC is wide open. And it was just one simulation, too, you know? Things could go different ways. You know, we didn't address potential ways the Seahawks season could fall apart. Yeah, it's all just what could happen. So, another thing, moving on to the next portion of the show that people will probably heat us up for. Well, <laughs> at least me because I'm on the train. Um People have closed the book on Russ. I don't understand why. He has been to two Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl. He now has one of the best coaches in history behind him. They upgraded the O-line. The receiving core is decent. They have a good run game. Uh, why Why? Why are people so out on Russ? Why are, They hired a coach who clearly wasn't ready to be a head coach. Why are people so out on Russ this year? I mean, I, look, I'll say this. Because, you know, I was slandering that man last year. Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, he was cooking burnt dinners. He, yeah, that was the burnt dinner season. And we'll always remember it for we'll always yeah, remember it as such. The burnt dinner season. That was a legendary one. That's like James's 30 this for 30. Is like, this is, last year was like a hamburger helper dinner. This year is going to be like a Chef <laughs> Ramsay dinner. <laughs> Bro, you got, you know, the two most iconic seasons of all time. You got you got the burnt dinner season and you got the 30 for 30 season. Both shithole seasons. So you always remember. Sometimes, you know, you got to go through those rough patches. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look. All right, jokes aside, though. I think more than anything, again, people don't really realize. I'm going to keep saying it because this is going to age like – I don't know. What's something that ages really well? Wine. This wine is, is always the easy one. You try to go for the the random ones. <laughs> this is going to age really like wine. Dude, Sean Payton makes any quarterback. Just He's just an improved He went 5-0 and with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, bro, he's this. the game plan is going to revolve 
It's gonna be it's gonna be a little different if we just the Saints do the Saints make things. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna evolve off of it. I guess with the Broncos, with the Broncos do now. That's what the Saints do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's what, what you're the saying. Broncos do now. Look, Broncos fans should be super excited. I'm with you. There hasn't been enough hype around the situation because everybody kind of got off the rush train. But I almost say as a Broncos fan, it's a good position to be in. I'll tell you. Because I feel like it's kind of been like that for the Saints for a lot of years, even when the Saints were really good, is they just never got a lot of hype right out the gates. And then you're yeah. the team that's busting out, and you're like, yeah. it's it, it feels better when people are sleeping on you. So, honestly, I don't even think the Broncos fans should be tripping that people are sleeping. It's actually a good thing. Yeah. I, I, I They're going to be a surprise. I think they will be a surprise. I am super excited to see. It's just going to be tough, bro, competing in the AFC West. And I think, like, they're not going to truly, like, show how good they are strictly based off the competition. Um, I want your opinion just because, um, you know, for my own interest. What do you think Sean Payton will do for Javante Williams if he comes back healthy? Well, I think, in the mean, in, in that offense, Javante could go for at least 1,100, 1,200. We already knew that. I'm glad. But with the receiving, too, you know, then my thing is, Sean Payton makes it easy. It's not, you know, a lot of like like running back offenses. You, you look at like the receiving yards, and you see like, oh, he had five receiving yards or five receptions for like fifty nine yards. Yeah. And you look, and it'll be like they just got dump offs where they had to go make a bunch of action happen. Yeah, like, yeah. And you're like, oh, it was just purely talent. In the Sean Payton offense, man, he'll set you up a screen that has two reverses, and then the QB throws it behind his back to the running back, and he just runs behind O lineman for. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. my point, it, it gets crazy, it gets creative. That's the whole point. Is it makes it easier for everybody. The running back gets a 50 receiving yards in one playoff of a brilliantly designed screen. Like Javante will have at least one of those a game. So you don't even. It doesn't have to be you get him out in space necessarily. Even though we know we can do that, yeah, it's gonna be he's gonna make it easier for Javante. Which is if you have him in fantasy, it's only a good thing. Yeah, the reason I has had him in my in one of my dynasties. You had to snag him. I, I wanted to see. Um, let's keep it moving here. Let's we're gonna go over to Nola. Hey, Derek Carr's Nola tenure. You put this one in here. Let's. What What do you want to talk yeah, about? Because I'm Derek excited. Carr? Well, my thing is, and you know, look, dude, the the Saints are. I, I mean, I'm saying about my own team. The Saints are a weird team. Very, they're in that weird like uh, they're in that anomaly. Could explode and have a really better year than a lot of people think could completely shit the bed and you have to restart a lot of things and you would look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what the hell is this direction? They're in that category. There's pretty much no in between. But I think with the offense, look, my the interior of our line does scare me a little bit, but I think Eric McCoy will bounce back this year. I'm excited to see Trevor Penning too. I'm excited. Trevor Penning, I'm excited. Straight up. Juwan Johnson on the new contract, I'm excited. Rashid Shahid, I'm excited. Not a lot of people I don't think even really know the name yet, but you got to stop sleeping on Rashid Shahid, man. Like, dude is explosive. Dude made plays where you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Like he just burnt an elite corner. And we, you know, he's undrafted kind of vibe. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. hold on, I'm excited to see this. So, and we already know about Olave. And Michael Thomas may be actually able to stay healthy, man. I'm praying, dude. Because I love him when he's out there. Then <laughs> Alvin Kamara, we're going to see what the suspension's looking like. But then Kendry Miller, I'm excited. Kendry Miller came in talking shit. Literally the day he got drafted, That's he's like, raw. fuck that. I don't even want to be a like backup. That. Like, I'm trying to stake the starting job respectfully. Like, hey, uh, I'm here for it, bro. I'm excited. Bring the competitors in. That's my my thing is I don't even know what I'm excited to see, but I'm ex- hopeful. That's my thing is I'm excited to hopefully see the not bad outcome of this because we again we discussed we know the bad outcome can get really disgusting yeah. for the Saints. A few people get injured, I feel and like things just stagnate. Ooh, this could be gross. They, but you go if ahead. it's not, no, no, I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say they kind of have to win the South this year. Well, if we if we can't win the South this year, I'll be depressed. This if all the years where we couldn't win the South, look. If Desmond Ritter explodes and the Falcons like make a run, then yeah, maybe, you can't be, you can't be. Mad. Then I couldn't even be sick. But I'm not, I'm not leaning towards the assumption like that's yeah, gonna yeah. happen. I do think they're gonna be above average team. I think the Falcons are kind of in that like surprise category too. Yeah. 
But I don't know. We're kind of in the same boat about Desmond Ritter. Not I, on the train. I like Desmond Ritter. Um, I, I no, I, I, I don't like him. It's just like he's kind of like that to me, like that Tannehill role. Like when Art Smith was in Tennessee, like I feel like he could be okay. But he's a hundred percent not the guy. And if you have an option to go get a better guy, like that offense is already good enough where it's like you would just take it to another level. So I think he can get them by. But it's like go get like a real guy. I I just think like the the Saints kind of like don't have a because um, here's the thing. Let's say the Saints have a mediocre year. They don't win the AFC or the NFC South. Do you run it back next year with the same that's squad? That's why I'm like, saying, I, I don't like, know. That's why I'm saying about the Derek Carr thing that's so fucked. Is because our cap situation is already right such where it's a shithole. Yeah. That it's like nah, this bro, had better work. Kicking the can down the road. Like this had better work because Mickey Loomis has never put us in a foo foo situation like the potential, the potential that this has to be. Mickey, I, I th- I'm praying you got the direction you're set. He he looked into the crystal ball per use. He was like, "This is the move." People don't get it yet. Kind of when the Drew Brees situation happened, everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is this?" Hopefully, Derek Carr, um, Mickey, we got Saints fans. No man, the trust is in Mickey. This one does feel a little bit fucked, but I still trust you, Mickey. Yeah, I, I I'm not too high on the Saints this year. I'm not like low on them either. I'm just kind of like I need to see what they're. I need to see how they like operate this year. I I think a big thing too is like I'm not really in on the coaches. So, I like Dennis Allen. Is like he's a good dude. I just now, please show me, Dennis. Like, show me you're the guy. I don't want to have to find, like, you, you think, like, you think, you know what? States fans don't want to find another guy. I want you to be the fucking guy, Dennis. No. Step up for us. Be that guy. I want to see you yelling at people this year on the sideline, bro. That's my message to Dennis Allen. If somehow somebody can show Dennis Allen, tell, bro, I want to see you getting on people. No more of that, like, letting players just fuck up. Just, uh, no, bro, get on their head, bro. Sean Payton would be getting on their head. Running back market. Let's talk this about this. Fun. Let's, let's, we got two down here. Let's just combine them. So, the running back market, we saw Tony Pollard, Saquon, Josh. They Josh Jacobs, they didn't sign uh, long-term extensions, which means – and they didn't sign the franchise tag, so they cannot play – they cannot sign a – long-term deal right right so explain this stops because you were doing more research during the show so yeah so again i don't actually i do have this still the exact same document pulled up good stuff this is a reference from uh, cbs sports so they said they essentially okay, so how it works this is going to be for saquon josh jacobs and tony pollard uh they all have a 10 uh million dollar basically i'm not going to round up or down it's basically 10 million dollars or 10.1 million dollars and uh it, it's like a tender where every week they miss of the every game that they would miss, they would may they would miss out on. Where's the number? Where's the number? <laughs> There's a number somewhere. Well, look, it's like, it was like five hundred thousand something for each game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, and then every probably game a little missed, bit over that. Yeah, like yeah. five hundred seventy thousand something like that for each game you'd miss. And point is, the more games you miss, the less money you make. So, and that kind of puts me in a position of, so this is one of those weird things where they're gonna have to all make almost a decision as a group. It's like. It, it, are we all gonna just rock out and say no? We're standing for what more we're gonna yeah. be. We're, we're gonna we're gonna just all skip out on the ten million, sit out the whole year, because that's definitely a possibility. We've seen yeah. how the run like the running backs are kind of rocking with each other right now. They're kind of starting to heat up the discourse on the social medias. They're kind of letting yeah. it be known that they're not happy with the situation. 
But and I'm gonna let you talk first because then I'm gonna also lay out. You know how I feel about the other side though, like the GM side. Yeah, I think it's just like unfortunate. I think honestly, this is like a players association issue. Like I think they needed to work better on like getting these guys paid or like, like I guess like with the franchise tag. Like I think it's really stupid that you're like tendered if you don't want to sign the tag. Like you should be able to go where you want to go and everything like that. Anyway, all I'm gonna say is. The reality is you don't need a top running back to win a Super Bowl. But I will say this, and I'll ask I'll ask Dobbs this question to kind of make my point. What team out of the three running backs, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Raiders, are w- the most worse off without one of them playing this year? And also, before you answer, I will say that, um, like you said, I agree – if they actually want to make a change, they all have to sit out. They have to prove a point. They can't. It just can't be one guy. So, because then it just sends the message again. Yep. Like always, there's always. Oh, be we'll one just fold. Yeah. And it's like yep. I'll just wait for the one who's gonna fold. Because then they all fold. Then they, they, they all have to fold. It's yep. literally like it's in tangent. But so yeah, and bro. But then on the other side, again, we talk about the GM side. I'm with you. It's the whole thing. That's the problem. Every GM looks at the teams that won the Super Bowl every year, and they're like, okay, Jarek McKinnon ran for 100 yards. I'm not even going to list all of them. I don't, I, you, yeah. I don't feel like going through my memory. And list. You get my point. And they're like, well, you want this, but they just paid him 700 k and he just balled out. And it's like, you're still getting a good contract, regardless. It's good money. And that's the issue is they're going, look, man, they're the ones valuing the contracts. It's not like the running back just losing value because it's losing value. It's losing value because the guys that are paying out the money are saying, they're looking at the checkbook, they're looking at the production, they're looking at, they're going, yeah, the salary's just not matching uh, what I'm paying you. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And it's unfortunate. I'm with you. It's, it's unfortunate. Nobody wants to be this way. We all love running backs. Running backs make the game so much fun. Running backs are an incredibly important position to the game. However, the ones that have gotten paid a lot over the recent years, a lot of the time, it does not go well. And even if it goes well, it does not result in Super Bowl birth or victory. Right. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, is this valuation that I've been making accurate? A lot of them are probably saying no. Yeah. And that's just what it comes down to. Everyone wants to get paid. What's happening is is that everybody can't get paid. No. The salary cap is dominating I'm sorry, is being dominated by other positions now where they go the the old lineman woke up. They were like, "Wait, no. You, you got to stop paying him 100 million. Uh, where the half is my 100 million yeah. for for taking for blocking every play." Things started switching, the other markets exploded. Right. Safeties are starting to make more money. Running back, that, that's kind of, so I'd say like the running back safety kind of thing is kind of where safety should be and now it's kind of like leveled out and it's going like this. There's a lot of things happening, right? But again, that's what sucks is that it's not that nobody likes running backs. We all love running backs. The running backs are just losing; they're losing value because the guys that have been paying the contracts are not seeing the return on the money. Right. I agree. So it's fucked. And so that's where everyone just needs to kind of come to a middle ground. And like you said, this needs, this is a players' association issue. Yeah. I don't know whether the salary cap needs to be increased a little bit. I, I don't know what needs to happen. I just think like it has to do with the fines. Like these guys like can't like actually make a stand without losing money. And like you said, they're like they're tendered. So where are they going to go? So, like, I, answer the question. Which team is the worst? With Worse off without the running back? Cowboys, Giants, Raiders. Well, I say we're on the same page about this one. It's got to be the Giants. I think so, too. I think Daniel Jones is not nearly worth all that money without a good running back behind him. This is going to be another. This th- this whole thing that's happening with the running backs, it's, we're almost in line. It's, it's, it's a crash course for it. I'll say it five, six years in advance. We're going to be headed down the same crash course with QBs soon, where yeah. everyone's going to go, wait, 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 wait. You guys started demanding all the money, 
and like three of you guys are worth this money. Yeah. Now, I end up, now I'm paying Daniel Jones $40 because you got $50 million? Yep. No, fuck that. And there's going to be a whole reset. Like GMs and people are like, fuck that, dude. Like you think you're worth that much? I will go draft a dude in the third round that will produce similar to you, and yeah. I'm going to just restart. Because that there's just no way it's going to work. And that's the thing, bro, at the end of the day. It doesn't work. Daniel Jones being paid that much when your team's trying to compete for the bowl, unless your team's already all built out, which I would say that they're not necessarily – you're lacking a lot of things in the offense. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that's the whole point is the crash course has already started for other position groups, and now and the running backs are the ones getting the brunt of it right now. I think the thing is, too, like most running backs, like even if they like get drafted, not because the, they don't get drafted in the first round. We saw Bijan get taken. We saw Jameer Gibbs get taken at 12, which was – very, a lot of people were very surprised. Yeah, y'all should have seen our face in the draft. Like, we were actually <laughs> cheesing. I like it now, but at, at, during the time, I was like, what are they doing? But also, we fo- we were like, oh, Lions move. Literally, just that was just the Dan Campbell moment. Um, But I will say, like, you know, you get these guys who get drafted on day three. They perform. They're already making minimal money. And then by the time they get to their second contract, they're at the age where they fall off because they've already been running to the ground. So it's like, these guys really don't have a chance. Um, so yeah, it's just unfortunate. They, the NFL players association has to figure something out because it's just like, these guys are just like, they're in probably the worst situation of any position group. And it's not even close because no other position group goes through this. No. Yeah. Like no other position group goes through this. So I don't really know. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, all right. We can move into this year's quarterback class, this year's rookie class. What'd you want to talk about? You know, just touch on this one real quick. We'll glaze over because we talked about a lot of these guys a lot. But I don't know about you, bro. I'm just super – my main thing is I'm just super excited. Like, this this year's QB class just got a lot of – it's just got a real good vibe to it where I feel like a lot of them are going to have a really good, successful career. Even – that feels weird to say because you know yeah. I'm not on the train. But it's like even a guy like Will Levis yeah. got put into the perfect situation. You're, where you're like, that motherfucker gonna, is in the perfect situation. They're going to – Coming for you. Everyone says it. It's Levis, bro. It's Levis. Pronounce it right. All right, gang. All right, gang. I'll I'll make the switch live on the show. Right. Will Will Levis? Okay. All Levis. right. So Levis, he's in that perfect situation. Okay. He's levitating. Is that going to be his? Is that going to be if he goes crazy? That's going to be his catchphrase. I got one locked in already. Like he came out here just wait, levitating. Like, like levitating. Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking like he's levitating to the defense, like Yo. devastating. See double entendre for yeah, the nickname. Yeah. See now we're going crazy. We gotta, we're gonna keep this one on back burner. I was thinking about Levis today actually. I um, I'm interested to see and like honestly, if they plan to throw him in there this year, the D Hop signing makes a lot more sense. That is the only thing I could even think of when I was processing the whole situation in my head. Because they're probably like, okay, maybe we do have to rebuild. We have to do tear this thing down. I mean, they let go of Ben Jones. No, who, like, and variable loved. Side note, real quick, quick clip. Also, it's true. It's what I was thinking about earlier before you got here. D Hop signing with the Titans more than yeah. anything to me is kind of him saying to the league, "Like, I'm not done trying to go be the league leading receiver. Like, I want to be him. Like, he, I want you to know I'm good. alpha. I'm looking for all those targets because he knew it's like I go to a team like this. I'm alpha and I'm getting all the targets. I'm getting the third down reps. I'm, I'm, I'm targeted 14 times again. Exactly, bro. So my thing is, I'm cheesing having him in, in the fantasy you traded me. I think I got a great situation for him where it's like he's going to get at least eight, nine targets a game if he stays healthy. Yeah. But I think I'm leaning towards that he will. Yeah. He's a dog. I, I'm interested to see how Levis does. I'm interested to see when they make the change. But also I see it as like the Titans are like, okay, we still want to be competitive. You know, even if Levis doesn't play. What's like we say about that Titans defense? Hopefully, They're nasty. Hopefully. Um, 
All right. Um, I am most excited about obviously Anthony Richardson. I really like him. Um, but I want to, you know, I've been getting more and more interested in CJ Stroud because I keep looking at the um, just situation he's in down in Houston. Nico Collins, John Mechie, Tank Dell, and like they have Dalton Schultz. The running back room is just okay. Their line is decent. Like they got a young coach, D'Amico Ryan's. Like I really think CJ Stroud can be like a good quarterback in the league. No, for that's like I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about him. CJ Stroud is one of those guys for me again. Like it's the whole low floor, or like the high floor. Yeah, high floor, not as high ceiling kind of thing. Yeah, but like. We know he's got that high floor, and that's and that's again, that's fine. You can win a Super Bowl with a really high floor QB. Yeah, and the Texans know that's why they went with him. Like, give me the safer guy. Maybe not. He's not gonna be running four 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 threes on the field like you know a rich. But <laughs> we're gonna take our safe floor. I see. That's the thing is like it would have been nice to see the Colts go get like, unless you're like super high on Pittman and Alec Pierce, like, just not super high on like their receiving core as like a whole see that's i do like josh downs i think i'm gonna be interested to see how he performs this year though like that, yeah. that's kind of again the whole seam buster you got you know you're getting somebody who can you can throw something deep to and you give him that guy him that guy in day one that's what he's that's what i think he'll be most comfortable okay. with. you know a guy like a rich it's like he won't necessarily maybe be comfortable with a lot of tight windows and stuff but it's like if he sees josh downs just trailing beating the safety by a few yards it's like you know what i can throw that like i'm oh, gonna yeah. give that he a can shot throw deep he can throw deep that's, I, that's I think the thought process with that one though, but I do agree. There leaves there leaves some stuff to be desired. I'm just I, I'm not really worried about like as like as much like what other people worried about about like uh, what's it called like his accuracy this year. Like I, he's he's not going to be like a dominant passer this year, and that's okay. Like that's, that's you fine. see these teams win early with the rookie quarterbacks when they run the ball, which is fine, bro. Like as long as you evolve from that, like they can be runners their first couple of years. No, again, we saw what, we saw the evolution with Jalen Hurts. That's that's the blueprint literally that they are exactly going for. Yep. We see the Shane Steichen blueprint. It's exactly yep. what they're trying to do. Exactly. That's why we're high on the trade. Um, all right, last rookie quarterback, unless you want to go over Stetson Bennett. Um, Bryce Young. No, yeah, I would say, or, and also Hendon Hooker, but that's not even anything to address because it's like, I don't, we don't, we won't see him for another year or two. At least I don't think. So it's like, we got to kind of forget about Hendon for now. But yeah, it's, and we know. He's in the Bryce, great situation though. No, he is. Probably one of the best. No, oh, for sure. We love, I mean, I, I, I know you feel the same way. I love that situation. And then Bryce, just going to be a dog. And, you know, again, we know about the Panthers this year, but it is what it is. They're on the right trajectory by taking Bryce, in my opinion. There's so many people that are, like, so high in the Panthers' offense, and I just don't get it, bro. I don't get it. Like, people really think Thielen is, like – Thielen, to me, is not even serviceable anymore. I was going to say, if you – look, and this is no disrespect. Thielen's been a dog. He's put in his time. He deserves respect from any NFL fan. I'm not saying that that's not true. Let me be clear. But if you're going to sit here and look me in the face and tell me right now that Thielen is still really da- really dangerous, you just haven't been watching football. That's how I look at this. That's how I'm going to look at that one. So, again, that's just more like I think the casuals are really high. It's like they're, they're like the Panthers are like the casuals' number one team right now. You like, think? They might be, bro. I think you're raising a good point here. I just – yeah, bro. I just uh, – I don't see his, like, receiving core, like, really doing him any favors. Like, Terrence Marshall hasn't broken out, and it's like – I would love him to, LSU alum. <sighs> Jonathan – wait, they they got uh, Jonathan Mingo, right? Yeah, I'm excited to see him, though. I'm He's got that really nice frame for a receiver. I do think Jonathan Mingo will have a really successful career. That's why I snagged him in Dynasty. I just <sighs> – yeah, bro, I don't know. I, I mean – 
I get I you know I don't I was saying before on the other pod I didn't like the Miles Sanders signing. I understand why they did it. He can test passes and stuff like that, but I just um I don't think it's gonna be the I don't think it's gonna be the season that Panthers fans think it is. No, I think you would be ecstatic for like a seven win year this year. Yeah, inspiring yeah. growth in the future. That 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 is to me like eight wins is like their ceiling. Oh yeah, if they got eight wins, I'd be like, what the fuck? Bryce Young's gonna be <laughs> Hall of Famer. Like, cause if he could get them to eight wins this year, I would be shocked. I'm really excited to see him play because like he is really tiny. He's really tiny, but just he manipulates the whole fucking defense. It pisses me off. It's gonna, it's gonna piss me off even more. It's gonna, I'm all high on him now. Yeah. I've been all high and excited, but when he starts playing the Saints, it's gonna be like this. It's his love's gonna die quick, bro. Like, oh yeah, I forgot you. Y'all gotta play him too, dude. It's gonna, it's I can just ooh wee. It's gonna, you know, my take is I can't win because my takes are either gonna age like milk or he's gonna be dotting us up. Yeah. Either way, that's not a good thing. Yeah, um, I, I get out for what it is though. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, the rookie class is like. It's just interesting because like I truly don't know like what we're gonna be looking at next year. All I know, you is know what I'm some, saying. All I know is that the hype is gonna be ballistic for whoever has the number one pick. Yeah, Kyler Murray getting traded <laughs> to the Atlanta Falcons. Fuck me if there if that shit occurred. Bro, that division you would know be how, such a fucked hole. Like, do you know I, how good the Falcons would be? It would literally be like this number one contender. No, I don't. I can't say that you know, the Eagles and the Cowboys. I guess, but like they would be straight up like almost number one contender right off the rip. I mean, like they yeah, would. the O line is crazy. The defense is stacking. Bro, that would be so much. Oh, I would love to see Kyler on the Falcons. Hell that would no. just be such. Don't a cool... manifest this nonsense. Ah, bro. I'm nah, Desmond Ritter, keep you one. Keep you one. Desmond Ritter, keep you one. <laughs> Now the the main reason I say like we don't know next year is just because, um, I feel like the top three this year were like all really 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 solid guys with really high upside. Um, I mean DJ Stroud less so, but I just think like this is like because, and maybe I'm putting too much stock in Anthony Richardson, but I just think like all team all of these teams are actually going to be really happy with their picks. 